Welcome to another episode of Horror Stories. I'm your host, Kelly, and it's a really special night. It's a night of a three-way. I am here with my co-host, Sasha Powers, and our friend, Cheese. Cheese, welcome back for the third time on Horror Stories. Thank you so much for being on. You're such a great guest. And after I had you the second time, Sasha and I were like, you know, we need to get cheese on and do some sort of game. So that is what we're going to do tonight. I can hardly wait. Before we get started, I do want to mention we're really excited about the podcast. This will be our 15th episode. We started back in October and our listener and subscribership numbers are great. I counted that we're in over, we have listeners in over 30 of the 50 states and multiple, probably over, yeah, maybe over a dozen countries at this point, Mm -hmm. all over the world, as far away as New Zealand, we have listeners everywhere. So um, we want to be thinking about the future being the whores we are and we want to monetize this motherfucker so if you have access to spotify even if you don't listen to us on spotify maybe you listen to us on another platform but you have an account on spotify that you listen to your music on if you could like us and subscribe to us on spotify because that is those are the only numbers that count to anchor it's they're associated with one another and uh, we want to get our numbers up. So please like and subscribe us on Spotify. And uh, if you don't already have an account or have access, it doesn't matter. No big deal. I just thought I'd ask. We appreciate wherever you listen. And once again, welcome all over the world. I fell asleep the other night with a big smile on my face thinking about just how excited I am about the feedback that we're getting about the podcast. And once again, about the fact that people from all over the world are tuning in. Sasha and I are just, we're just thrilled and we can't wait to see where this thing goes. So with that, I wanted to talk a little bit more with Cheese, friend of the podcast, Cheese. And um, when you came over to my house this evening uh, in preparation for recording, you mentioned that you might have had a horror story to share with our listeners. Ooh. Can you talk about a little bit about that? Ooh. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you so much for having me back again. I love coming here and joining you and you, Sasha, too, as well now. Yeah, nice um, to meet you. Thank you for but, joining us for yes. the third time. You're technically yeah, yeah, our I'm most frequent guest now. You've mm-hmm. taken the crown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I was off work today, had a lovely, nice, relaxing day, and today kind of turned into a horror story for me. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I guess I was feeling delight. a little um, <laughs> feeling a little horny this morning, a little randy. Um, so yeah, I wound up doing a little bit of self-pleasure that turned into inviting someone over to my apartment. Um, which I do believe on a, I, 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 maybe it was my first episode with you, Kelly, that I mentioned, um, I have a fuck machine. Um, yeah, I'm so jealous. So, first of all. So yeah, I, I, I purchased a fuck machine back in 2020, like early pandemic. I was like, Hey, not going to be meeting up with other, like other people for a while. Like, let me take care of the, the, the self, the self love and all that. Um, 
So I have been living in my apartment now for eight months, I think. And this is actually the first time that I've broke it out and set it up in a new place. So I don't use it that often, but I still think it is an investment worthwhile. Um, so I started off with that. I set that up and was using dildos and other toys and pleasuring myself that way. And Lane, real quick, just back it up because Sasha and I, we know what you're talking about when you say fuck oh. machine. But could you talk <laughs> to the listeners? And when you say set it up, it's not like a Hitachi wand where you pull it out and you plug it in and you go to town. It's a little bit more sophisticated. Could you please talk to us about what it is, how it is, how it works, why it's a little bit more effort? So, yeah, um, the fuck machine that I bought, there's a couple different styles or designs or functionalities that you can get. But mine is like the size of like a shoebox. And... Um, like you have to plug it in like there's a power cord and then mine has like a remote control that's connected to um like a cord that also plugs into the box and then there's a little metal rod that comes out of the box that you can put different attachments on so i have an attachment that goes on mine that it's like a metal circle that suction cup toys can then mount on so oh, any heavens. suction cup toy I can stick onto this little metal disc and that attaches to the rod that then goes like in and out of the box. Okay. You're teaching me new things yeah, because I, I was just model. thinking about an, <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking about insertion. Oh, I mean the other way. Oh my goodness. So you can put like a fucking, uh, fleshlight on the end of that thing, basically. Um, that I, I would need a different attachment for that, but yeah, they have attachments that you can, you can put like, yeah, you can put masturbating sleeves or flashlights. You can you can use those with the machine as well. Well, I'll be goddamned. I was this many years old when I found that out. Technology Welcome these the days. Y'all, yes. welcome to horror stories where I was all cocky and shit and thought that y'all were the inexperienced ones when I'm over here like with a one track tracker. I've even seen those things in person. I've seen big giant industrial ones and I still miss the ball on that one. So tell us about why it's a little bit, do you have to position it is a little bit tricky in terms of height and where you put it? Um, yeah, so the one that I have, like it's the size of a shoe box, but it has like a base that has like little arms that swivel up that like so I can adjust the height of the box and like the angle that the box is pointed at. Um, so when I was using it today, I actually had to put like a cardboard box on the ground and then I put it on top of the cardboard box so that it was elevated to like the same level as the bed. Yes. So I, I kinda had to MacGyver things a they little bit. They need to like and... make a tripod situation for that. Why haven't they? Yes. Oh, God. Ugh. Well I <laughs> I personally feel like I would love to have a sling like if I could have a sling set up in my apartment that then I set the machine in front of so I can just relax in this sling and use it. But I have to use it. Oh, bed, so. wow. Wow. That's uh hold on a second. I have a vivid imagination. <laughs> okay. All right. I got it. Oh my gosh. So, so you were you using were, this. You set, yes. So, so you set it up and tell us where this person came from and how it dawned on you. Like I might need a friend to come over and hang out with me. Yeah. So the day started off with me using some, some dildos and some toys um, on myself. I was doing some penetration playing or I, I don't know if that's, I don't know why I'm making words up right now. Um, 
I was no. I, I like I, the I descriptors. That's a descriptor. We like descriptors. <laughs> I was pleasuring myself anally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. I, I wasn't really masturbating. I wasn't giving any attention to my my dick. Like I was just enjoying everything that was happening, all the sensations and feelings that was I was receiving through my my butt. Um, and we can while relate. I was using it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> while I was using it, I hopped on my phone and pulled up like Grinder and Scruff, and I was just kind of scrolling a little bit. And the guy that I met at the second time I went to the play party happened to be on one of the apps at the same time. And he sent me a message and I was like, okay, sure. Come over. Um, this is the dude that you were like making out with. Is it, or which um, one? It, it was uh, the, the dude that I fucked twice. at the second Oh, party. Okay. Nice. Um, oh right on. So I, I actually packed everything up and put that away when he came over, like, we didn't use the fuck machine when he came over because um, he wanted to be fucked. So I was like, okay, you're coming over to get the other half of me that I haven't been paying attention to so far today. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was like perfect timing. So it, and so today just kind of turned into a two birds, one stone situation. It did. Oh my gosh. How fun was that? Dang. Um, very fun. Very relaxing. That's why you have this like, glow my day about you. <laughs> totally like, that's I've what it fucked, is i've been fucked i've fucked like check came, check came skipping down the street <laughs> <laughs> i know i love how it all came together you know it's like you were just enjoying the anal sensations and then ring-a-ling-a-jing and then like somebody's gonna take care of the dick part for you it's like don't and... you love you yes. dick is on demand mm-hmm. these days i love technology it... <laughs> yes <laughs> You can like ping. All right, dick in fifteen minutes. It's like Amazon, but better. It's like DoorDash, DoorDash and dick. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Grind that out. Grind it out. So, as I said, we wanted to have you on cheese so we could get a little bit more information. We're going to answer the questions too, of course, but we wanted mm-hmm. to take turns. And we're very curious to ask you some naughty sections instead of questions. We're going to ask you some sections. Sections. Yeah. How do you like that little play on words? Um, You can double my entendre any day. Yes. That's what I like (laughs) to hear. A spirited and enthusiastic guest. Thank you, Cheese, for always wait. Bringing it. Oh, wait, I have to bring up something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sasha. So Ooh, go ahead. I listened to your guys' last podcast, um, which is great. I love hearing you guys. And you, you you asked about White Lotus, right? And you don't yes. watch White Lotus? And, no, okay. I'm, I'm still not caught up. I haven't seen it. So what was crazy is that I, I'm a big White Lotus fan. I binged watched it like literally two days ago, three days ago or something like that. And mm. my best friend and I were chatting about it. And I said to her, you know, anytime I watch Jennifer Coolidge, it reminds me of Kelly. And then on that podcast episode, <laughs> you said that. And I was like, I am so validated right now. <laughs> If you only knew, Derek and I were out the other night and somebody walked up and said, excuse me, you know, I hope it's okay if I tell you this, 
you look just like and i was like jennifer coolidge and they were like yes and i then don't he necessarily sat at our think table that you and like, talked to us i, I don't love think it that you look like jennifer coolidge i mean that i mean i guess i can kind of see that but it's like have you ever heard like oh i don't either people there's people that are written with the same font have you ever heard that saying yes that's yes, you and jennifer yes. coolidge like you guys are just like the same essence i would say like it's the I, same energy yeah yes I totally, I agree with the energy part. And that might explain why I get approached because I get approached all the time. I mean, just with Derek alone, I've probably had at least a couple of three people mm-hmm. come up and, and tell me that. And it's hilarious because he doesn't see it and I don't see it physically. But now that you say the essence it it kind of drives at home the energy yeah totally totally yeah the effervescence i'll take that all day long which is what everybody loves about her so literally i would take it as a compliment yes oh i always do i always do even if somebody thought i looked identically physically to her i think she's cute as a button i love everything about her i think she's yep i think she's terrific and i love seeing the uh comeback i mean she's always been one of my favorites from the christopher guest movies i never saw the american pie ones but the christopher guest and i didn't get super into legally blonde it's been years but it's mainly the Christopher Guest movies that I know her from. And she's just fantastic, though. So thanks for that feedback. Cheese and I had a great time. If you haven't heard, Cheese and I have recorded two other episodes you can catch in the feed. I think his name is in both. Uh, so it's easy to pick mm-hmm. which ones. Go back and listen. Get a little bit of background. Uh, uh, we won't repeat a bunch of stuff that we've already talked about on the other podcasts because that'll be something fresh and new for you to discover. And uh, are we ready for some sections? Does anybody have yes. else have anything they want to talk about before we're ready to go? That's all I got. Ready okay. to go. Okay. And also, you have the option to... Uh, if you want to pass, I mean, um, uh, I don't want to make anybody feel uh, like under such pressure that they're, we can also come back. We're not, um, uh, we're, we're free form around here on horror stories. Nobody's got a buzzer. There's no prizes. We're just here to have a good time. Okay. You, I gave the some Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Yes, the points are all made up. I the rating you, I get, made I'm up. paying you in Girl Scout cookies. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Cheese, let's start with you. Can you uh, tell me what would a fetish too far for you be? And, and explain to us what a fetish too far is, if that's vocabulary that people are not familiar with. Can Are you okay answering this one? Absolutely not. How dare you? No. <laughs> fine. Um, so wait, like two part question was this? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. A, so, a so what's a fetish too far for you? But before we get started, rather than me describe what a fetish too far is, because people have to listen to me all the time, 
I thought I would pass it over to you and ask you to describe what a fetish too far is before you answer the question, what would you consider a fetish too far for your own self? So when I'm describing one, like, I don't know if there's an official <laughs> definition for this or if it's just like what I think of. Um, yeah. Like, I, I feel like a, a fetish too far is going to be something that an individual person like you're not interested in like you're not okay with something that you're not going to consent to um correct because and everybody I'll... has their own tastes and their own things that they like and they don't like mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and just to take it a little bit further dan savage talks about a fetish too far being one that most people would think is too far mm-hmm. like you don't want to uh, walking into a room and trying to stick some, trying to stick your hand into an orifice of somebody's without a conversation, that's a fetish too far. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to take a shit on someone, fetish too far. Uh, trying oh, okay. to uh, shit your diaper and demand that somebody change it, uh, fetish too far. Um, so we're not uh, knocking any of these. Mm-hmm. We're just saying that there's a pot for that lid. And there's a conversation that needs to be had before you go throw, trying to throw your fist into one of my little tiny little holes. Um, so <laughs> those are examples. But do you personally have, and once again, like Cheese said, fetishes are so personal but once again, the definition for this is, you know, most people would think like, whoa, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on, you know. Now, yeah. we really, we need to have conversations about anything we do. We need to have conversations about mm-hmm. a little hair tug or a little this or that or the other. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. just, to, just to let everybody know, even fetishes that aren't too far, we still need to have conversations. But these are ones that are like, you know, maybe you should have vetted me a little bit further before we got into the bedroom. Maybe we should have, you know, you really got to do a little more research if you want somebody to change your shitty diaper is all I'm saying. So, um, yeah. So what would, what would be a fetish too far for you, Cheese? Um, yeah, I, I guess that I personally have a lot broader definition than than if we're going with what the vast majority of people would consider something too far because for me I'm like I feel like anything between consenting adults I'm open to consider trying almost anything mm-hmm. um, like I, I feel like my hard limits my my absolute like where I draw the line and I say no like blood pain and poop like I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I have those three items that are off the table but mm-hmm. anything just about anything else I'm like I'm willing to consider it like if we have that conversation, if we hash out beforehand and we we set the boundaries and discuss, I'm I'm game to try almost anything. Right on, but that's a good kind of general definition. No blood, pain, or poop. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. I mean, whatever floats everyone's boat, but that's just a nice, concise way to say that these particular things we don't need to talk about. There's this mm-hmm. whole other world out there. Don't come at me trying to burn me with cigarettes. That's a fetish mm-hmm. too far. Sasha, how about you, sweetie? 
You know, ironically, the first time I heard Fetish Too Far was probably on Dan Savage's podcast, but you're the first person to like bring it up in conversation. Do you remember this at all? I was talking about a situation and I was like, this happened and I was not prepared. (laughs) And you're like, that's a fetish Mm -hmm. too far. And then you explain the whole thing. So you're like, you know, my big sister forever. Um, That teaches me the way. Makes me feel good. What did I give it away? Was it that one situation? (laughs) No, it was not. So (laughs) I, uh, let me see. My, I also have a very similar, like, blood pain poop. We need to have a conversation about those things before anything is, like that is brought up. But there was one person that I met online. I don't even remember how I met him online. I don't remember anything about how we met. But he was, like, this rich dude in England. And he, um, this is, like, on the days of Skype, like, people used to Skype each other and like I would be on my computer and he would see that I was online and he'd like message me. Skype. Yeah. And there was like multiple times that he would uh, video chat me and then he would just like do things that I'm like, holy shit. I was not prepared for that. And one of them was like, he like pissed in a cup and then drank it. Like, did not talk to me at all about it. We were not having a conversation about it, but that's what he did. And then, mm-hmm. like, he was, like, getting off on, like, mm-hmm. shocking me. And that's mm-hmm. what I think was the fetish too far. Because then he also was going in on, like, he was telling me about his relationship with his sister. And it was, like, incestual. And that was a fetish too far. That's like a no-no for me. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. Mm-mm. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm-mm. God, no. Uh, so Mm-mm. that Mm-mm. is what I was talking to you about. And then you were like, that's a fetish too far. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes, um, it is. It kind of go- it, it, it creeps into the... Uh, very much non-consensual territory yes and i think that's what he was he was like getting off on was like the shock Mm -hmm. value and it not being yeah yeah, he's very predatory uh behavior i think that's Mm -hmm. like the fetish too far is predatory behavior (laughs) um yes there that is a fetish too far there are a lot of people that would really enjoy that if they had a heads up and knew what was coming. But as you said, it's not about someone's enjoyment. It's about catching somebody off guard mm-hmm. and surprising someone. And um, yeah. And like, who knows if those stories were true or not, not but cool. he was just doing it like just because he was getting off on like shocking mm-hmm. me or scaring me or yeah. something like that. It's like, I've heard that Prince song. I've heard that Prince song. It's already been done. <laughs> It's already been done and he, he did it better than you. Um, yeah. So, uh, for me, a fetish too far. Um, I was hanging out in this club. Cheese and I have talked about which club here in Kansas city. This was some years back and I met a couple and, um, the woman was, uh, really cute and we were kind of all talking, but when I got 
looked on their FetLife profile, um, they were like, there was some stuff going on with nails, boards, um, cigarettes, pokers, um, shit that I just took one glance and I was just like, didn't try to pursue or chat with them any further because that was just not something that I was into. I didn't even have to get to the point where I had to tell them so or nobody forced anything on me in a situation. It wasn't anything like that. I just was talking to them and then saw their shit on FetLife and was like not interested in talking any further kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I would agree that the poop, pain, and blood uh, for me, very true. Dan Savage takes it a step further and he will very, very rarely take questions that involve animals. Mm -hmm. uh, every great once in a while, like there was this one chick who called in who talked about how uh, her boyfriend's dog was kind of licking his legs and stuff pretty aggressively and he was just allowing all this and dan savage was like oh there's some stuff going on when you're not around uh for sure so that's very weird it's abnormal so that would be you know an ftf um so uh listeners um horror stories at gmail.com tell us What's a fetish too far for you? And these are, once again, we're not passing judgment. We're just saying for us personally. And once again, as Dan Savage says, get ye, get thee to the internet. Uh, if you are into these things, because there are probably people that are into them too. And I'm not um, advocating anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think anything involving animals, children, anything like that is obviously um, non-consensual and, uh, and not acceptable. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why you know, Savage just doesn't doesn't even meddle in it because you can imagine some of the calls that that man must receive on a weekly basis. Holy shit. Okay. Um, what is uh hmm. What's the weirdest thing somebody tried to shove into one of your uh one of your holes? I said initially without any prior conversation or warning, but e either way, and I don't mean for it to be traumatic. Uh, it could be very joyful. Cheese, do you have any good answers to that? You got any, got any, anybody try to, or, mm -hmm. or that you shoved into your own holes. <laughs> we're here to hear about it. Well, we're, we're really here. going down the rabbit hole now. Um, yeah, we're here to hear no. all about it. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> for, for for the longest time I kind of identified as being a bottom primarily like the person that's on the receptive end of anal sex um, so I've definitely had lots of things in my hole um, I feel like there's been like one or two guys that like before they fuck me like they generally like try and like loosen things up and warm things up by like fingering first so I've had a couple of guys that like will work like two fingers in and then a third finger and like they're trying to go for the fourth finger or something and it's like okay, no, 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 like, I'm not into fisting. It's something I've not trained to do or prepared myself to do. We're not going down that road. So, like, I've I've had a couple guys that have not tried to fist me but have tried to go down that road, kind of, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, 
but like I, I the the weirdest thing someone's ever stuck in my hole. I like a guy stuck a bottle of poppers inside my 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 ass before. Like it, those are the, small. The, the lid was the, the yeah the lid was screwed, but like yeah, a mm-hmm. little glass bottle that he held on to the end of and was sticking that in my hole between like eating it. That that was something weird, I guess. Hmm. And did you, like, know I, he was going to do that? I don't think that I, like, like we hadn't discussed it beforehand, but, like, he did it once, and I was like, huh, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. There's a tiny glass bottle <laughs> that just went in my butthole. I know. All I'm thinking is, like, wow, that's really small. Would I feel that? Woo, <laughs> 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 Woo, boy. That was revealing. Um, uh, Sasha, what about you? Um, Anything unusual that somebody's, um, you know? I mean, like, no, not any. in your holes, baby. Not anything, like, fun. I mean, obviously, I've used the toys, <laughs> and that was pretty crazy. <laughs> when mm-hmm. I had a toy get lost mm-hmm. in there. But uh oh oh no yeah yes no. there was, was, is that, was was it a butt plug that mm-hmm. got captured mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. yes was... we talked about it on our mishaps episode mm-hmm. but Sasha why don't you give a quick recap for cheese and for any listeners who haven't heard the story if you don't mind I got a butt plug I mean it had a flare bottom and everything um. It was basically shoved into my asshole and then it just got lost and we had to fish it out and it was very painful and traumatizing, (laughs) but all it ended well. I was able to get it out. Everything was good. We're good. Um, I learned my lesson. Don't have anal sex with somebody who's pretty thick and then also use a butt plug that is around the same size. That is my tip for the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like crazy things that I've shoved in, I guess like uh, a glove <laughs> like, from that experience. I literally had my partner get like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, like a medical glove. Like, like a medical glove? Yeah, like a medical glove and oh. fish it out. But he wasn't even able to do it. Um, but that's like mm. the weirdest thing. Probably that's been mm. on my asshole. Yeah, that qualifies for sure. Uh, especially, you know, the aggressive manner with uh, which it wanted to go in there and stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say it, that's like specifically, I guess I should say that's specifically my asshole. Before, like when I was like before the age I could buy myself a vibrator. I feel like there's a lot of girls out there or vagina havers out there that have stuck some weird shit up their vagina just to know what it feels like. And I am not going to say that I'm above that. So I remember, I remember very specifically word. word. Am I ready to admit this as an adult? I think I am. (laughs) I remember very specifically. I got like, I couldn't, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about sex. This is probably when I was like 13, 14 years old. I got like markers and I like put a rubber band around them and use that. <laughs> it's like a dildo. Oh, no. 
Well, shit, you mentioning, like, before buying sex toys, that mm-hmm. just triggered something in my brain. That's, like, a um, whole subcategory. When, <laughs> like, when I was yes. younger, like, mid-teens or something, I would use candles. Like, like the long, skinny candles oh, that had, like, a rounded end. yeah. Like, I definitely stuck a Those could get lost. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad that nothing happened. Yes. We could break but, off. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I shoved the end of a, uh, gosh. See, there's a moment where you're like, can I, can I admit this <laughs> on a public platform? <sighs> Holy moly. Yeah. So, what was um, it, Kelly? Come on. Uh, the handle of a hammer. Oh, a hammer. Ooh. Oh, that's heavy. I liked it. I know like, it was really yeah, weighty, to girthy, heavy, and that one I that was before I moved to Houston, so that was like 1982. I was like 12. I wasn't fucking around. I was like, get that up there. <laughs> so yeah, it started early for me. Good God, started going off the rails pretty quick, pretty quick. Handles, so. yeah. I know a lot mm-hmm. of hairbrush handles mm-hmm. were used. Oh, hairbrush handles, the woody, the like woody it. kind. It even said woody in it and had the, I'm talking like about our, stuff. You you guys are 20 years younger than me. Isn't there a lot of toothbrushes? Like a lot of people. I've yes. never done that. Yes. I don't understand that. To me, I'm like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like you're using yeah. the actual handle or you're using like the brushy side? Like not, I, I would imagine not the bristly end, like the other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're not mm-hmm. scrubbing, scrubbing. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's when you you grow up and you desire like really long, like pencil thin penises because you've <laughs> trained yourself with a toothbrush. Because Oral D, baby, Oral D. Oh my God, Lord! Uh, have we have we all answered that one? <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see here. You know how my lists are in my horror stories notebook. I'll have like, what's the weirdest thing you ever shoved up your ass? Get Brussels sprouts. Get walnuts. <laughs> so, so hold on. <laughs> okay, I I don't think I uh, exposed you guys to this particular question or maybe a variation of it. But, um, did you ever have, like, what would you consider your wildest night? Like, something sexual, just something kind of, kind of wild and crazy. Can you guys think of Um, anything? I had, like, a wild day, I guess. Um... I I hadn't probably mentioned this in the past, but I like met up with this guy um, at a movie theater and we like, it was the dark night and I gave him a blowjob in the movie theater. And then we went to a second location and we went to my neighbor's pool because I was house sitting for them and we fucked in the pool. Um which was then promptly interrupted by one of my parents who was checking to see if I would be at dinner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I, like he tried to like oh. dip down into the pool, like hide in the water. Cause it was like an elevator. It was like an above ground pool. 
And he was like trying to like hide in the water. And I was like, you're going to drown. Don't do that, please. Um, we just, I was just like, this is my friend. Don't worry about him. Yeah, sure. I'll be at dinner. Okay. What are we having? Spaghetti? Great. Sounds good. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good day. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been better, but yeah. (laughs) Very nice. Cheese, can you think of a time when you had a very good, very sexy, very interesting day? Um, well, I was just thinking, I was like trying to think what's the wildest that I've ever done. Cause I feel like I've done a lot of pretty out there things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the, the thing that's jumping to my brain right now, um, I grew up in a military community as a kid growing up and that's like when I went to college, I would go back home for the summers. Um, and that's like mid college is when I finally kind of accepted being gay and started diddling dudes. So there was one summer that I was at home and I was getting on like Adam for Adam or Craigslist or something like that. Cause I think this was before the apps on the phone. So I was finding guys online in other ways. Um, and there was a guy that was there at the military base for some training that I started chatting with. So I went on base and I met him at the gym. We, we had talked and kind of, outlined when and where we would meet up so we met in the sauna at the gym and it was just the two of us in the sauna and like we were kind of like because because the the sauna was co-ed and like clothing was net mandatory and stuff like that so like we were kind of jerking each other off a little bit fooling around a little bit um and then we were like okay let's go somewhere else so we left the gym and we drove out to like the middle of nowhere on the military base because it's a big base that it's in southern missouri um, there's lots of forests and wooded areas and stuff like that. So we drove out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think I took him to a hiking trail. So we were walking this trail and we were up on like a bluff overlooking a valley and there was a bench on this trail and I just sat down on the bench and he gave me a blowjob. Nice. My God, that sounds like a great day. Blowjob. <laughs> yeah, like just over, overlooking this valley and God, the how middle beautiful. of nature. With this random military guy that I was chatting with online and went and met at the gym. Nice. I like that. Nice day. Yeah, I like that it include multiple uh, locations Mm -hmm. where it was like, we need to switch gears. Nice. Nice. Well, the example I had, uh, I've I've had a lot of really wild... uh, sex really crazy encounters um but one of the wildest one of the craziest sasha you were not there uh you're like my little sister let's just get that make that clear but it was when i was in huntington beach do you remember what i'm gonna talk about oh yes so so some years back I, uh, let's just get down to it. Um, my wildest evening, including pegging a Vietnam era veteran, uh, Marine. Um, and there, the, the best part about it was, uh, this video that I took 
And the best part of the video is actually the audio portion. And I have friends who do a podcast called Foul Monkeys. My friends, Ricky and Adam, uh, out of the Chicago area, they played the audio on their podcast one time. Oh, my God. Because it is... I want to hear it. What? I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. In fact, I'd lost track of the video and I... Oh, I was going to say, does it still exist? Oh, yes, it does. I messaged him. I'll send it to you. I messaged him and uh, asked him for it. I was like, I lost track of that. Can you send it to me? And he was like, yes, I can. I got it right here. And it was like five seconds later, I had that thing. So... Let me find it in my inbox, cheese, and I'll forward it and send it to you. Oh um, if you want to, li- if you want to watch it, you're welcome, Sasha. If you want it, okay, I'll forward it to both of you guys. But please, maybe we can later. I should have done it before the podcast so we could laugh about it and talk about the audio, especially because oh my god, it's that, just. I met. That I'm really. Guy. I'm proud of it. It's a work of art. So yes, that guy. Oh my god, that was. That was uh, an experience. That was a memory made. (laughs) It was. I I was so, so thankful that you were there to save the week. And once again, um, we are like siblings. There's nothing sexual between us, but you were, you're from Southern California. So you could pop up and hang out with me and things were not going well with this person. It was not... I had met him through uh, some other people and do what I do a lot where it's like I'm making some guy up in my head that is not this guy. It's just not. And when I got there, it was just so obvious that he had so much... He had so many mommy issues that he never fucking worked out, right? Hmm. So he was just kind of... um, uh, He just seemed like really insecure being there for some reason. Like, yeah, I just remember that he was like... We all went to dinner and he was like paranoid about what people thought of what our dynamic was. And he, like, made up this whole backstory. If anybody were to ask who we were, like, that you were his daughter, I want to say, and that I was his granddaughter. Oh. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, uh, sure, because we look related. What? <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, he was very weird. I just remember, um, especially. This is why I want to uh, hear the audio. This is, like. Because I know his vibe. I want to know what this audio entails. Oh, it's all me. He's not saying much of anything. Oh, okay. It's all me. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, you can barely hear him. He's like, more, keep fucking me, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, he can barely speak. Okay. It's that good. All right. I'll forward it to y'all. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, way more than he deserved. Uh, let's just put it that way. I won't. I won't. Um, uh, but sounds say like a fun pegging about... experience. No, I really enjoyed it. I've only gotten to do that a couple of few times in my life, and that was definitely uh, the most robust. Did you uh, have pegging. one of the um, like belts that had like something for you, like a vibrator or an insertion of some sort? 
No, no, I did not. I did not. I just had my harness and just, I don't even think the dildo I had wasn't even something that vibrated. And I started off kind of with a smallish one and then quickly discovered that he definitely could use something bigger. So before I knew it, I had the biggest dildo that I had in my harness and he was asking me, is it in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, like, or like, oh. yeah, it's epic. The, the popper's bottle would have gotten lost. Uh, that's why I was just like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I think, I think he did have, he was big into poppers too. He was, he was so big into poppers. He had like a, um, he had like a, the way he did it. Like when he was masturbating, he would like let himself, there was like a certain amount of time that went by and then he would sniff some and then do this. And it was like this whole ritual thing, but it had become so ritualized and so, uh ingrained that it was like i why do i don't need it seems like i don't need to be here like you got it all figured out and in fact um that wasn't even really the wildest thing i did that night um i had actually met someone online before i went out there um this trans woman named krista and we ended up meeting her at like whatever the equivalent to Hamburger Mary's is. It might have been some kind of Hamburger Mary's out there. But we met her out there and brought her back to the hotel. And um, when that guy that I was talking about found out that she didn't want to top him, he like left the room because I had a really sweet, you know, I had a giant hotel suite. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It had like multiple rooms. So he just like went into another room because she said, no, I won't top you, but I will top her. So she would top me. Mm -hmm. She just wouldn't top him. And he like got pissed about it and left the room. Okay. What a cunt. Like you are yeah. literally in a situation where you could see some really interesting stuff here go down and be part of some really fun stuff. But because you don't get exactly what you want, you're going to leave the room. Throw a fit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you're a Vietnam era. Like how many more times is this scenario going to present itself exactly uh, in your lifetime? Uh, <laughs> He's let me in just the sunset of his life. <laughs> right. You, you're circling the drain. So anyway, uh, yeah, not impressed with him at all. But, and then he was kind of shitty to her when it was time for her to leave. Like, I was not going to let this woman, like, walk through through this hotel we were staying at i let's just put it that way he was staying with me and paying nothing remember that too sasha mm -hmm. i was in a super super like i said big sweet high-end hotel but i still was not going to let this woman like walk to her car by herself at like one or two in the morning and this guy was just kind of like done with her so like meh kind of 
so i ended up yeah yeah he was um got way more than he deserved from me um and that motherfucker is still sending me messages commenting on my shit on social media and um i didn't i never talked to him again when i got i was so disgusted with how that weekend went that week went remember sasha i was just like uh just like yeah i mean he was downright rude he was rude to me at times i mean yeah he was uh, a grump for sure like yeah, he was a grumpy like, yeah. motherfucker. And, but that hotel uh, was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice hotel. Um, I do not care for Huntington Beach, I'll tell you that. It's not my... Uh, I very much prefer... I don't know, name another Southern California city and I will like it better than Huntington <laughs> yeah, It's just a little bit... It's a little bit... Uh, it feels a little clanny. I don't know. It, yeah. It's a little, yeah. it's a lot of clanny is what I'll yeah. say. California is not this, you know, nuts and granola and everybody's liberal. No, there's a no. big faction of insanity. Right, right yep. south of the big liberal mm-hmm. Los Angeles, there's a very, mm-hmm. there's the polar opposite. So like yes. California has like little, little blue little, bubbles little and a pockets bunch of, of red surrounding. I would say little pockets of blue and then a lot of big red areas like central valley is mostly red like if you go That's if you drive from la to san francisco you're probably going to see like three different signs talking about recalling gavin newsom and you know QAnon and you know save the babies trump shit like that. big yeah. trump shit like you'll see a big lumber yard or a big but like, like huntington semi truck yeah is like you go down pch which is pacific coast highway uh, in Huntington Beach, and you're going to see like trucks, multiple trucks with big fat ass flags that say Trump 2024, or, Trump Jr., or, or like militia looking men walking the streets. And it's just, yeah, it's not, it's not the vibe. Gross. It's not the vibe. Mm-mm. It's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. The whole trip, the only thing that saved the trip was that Sasha was there. Like, I would call Sasha and she would be able to hang out. (laughs) There was one day we left that, we left that old fart in the bedroom or in the hotel suite and we went and got massages and stuff one day. Um, There was another day where I don't think you made it, but I went to the Abbey uh with a couple of other friends Mm -hmm. and yeah that guy didn't even want to join me it was like i was there in california presumably to hang out with him for a week and after that first or second day i was like oh i didn't even fuck him after that i mean it was just like remember it was like (laughs) over for me I, I just still, but I have. It. I'm shocked that I haven't heard this audio. That's where I'm offended. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was done with him and done with paying for his, you know, sixteen dollar pots of coffee that, you know, he insisted on. Yeah, he was a douche. Anyway, so I will, but I will forward that because it is epic uh, and uh, super fascinating and. Um, as I said, I'm obviously pretty fucking proud of it. So anyway, so that probably takes the cake as the wildest um, 
wildest evening I've ever had. I actually heard from Krista not that long ago. She emailed me and asked me how I was doing. So very mm. nice. Very nice. Um, anything else to add to that one about the wildest night? Are we ready to move on to the next one? I'm not that wild, uh, apparently. <laughs> no, and this is also... Um, it's all subjective. I was like the one at the, I said, there's no prizes, but, um, uh, because we're not competing here, but, um, um, just try and outslut me. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, would you, um, would you ever be in a porno? Um, and if you, if you would, what would your role be? What, what kind of porno would that be? Cheese. And, and have you ever been in one? I don't want to make assumptions. I mean, like, I have recorded myself, like, like by myself with other people. Like, I have recorded video and taken pictures before, um, but nothing ever, like, professionally produced. It's always been, is that, like, amateur, like, kind of stuff. Um, Can we find which, you on XTube? <laughs> um i doubt it like I, I don't think that any of my stuff is uploaded anywhere or if it is yay good good for that um but like when it comes to porn in general like that's what i prefer i prefer like amateur porn over professional same. porn like same like i i enjoy watching like real sex <laughs> the yeah like real relatable sex is how mm -hmm. I feel because like professionally shot stuff like it's edited and like oh they they shot this 30 second clip or like oh they shot the cum shot from six different camera angles and they clipped it together to make it look like it lasted for 45 seconds or something like that mm -hmm. like it's ridiculous oceans oceans have come <laughs> so I mean I don't necessarily want to do professional porn but I have produced amateur or not produced, but I have done amateur stuff before. Mm -hmm. Like, and have you posted for, for it for my anywhere? own enjoyment? Uh, for public, um, I don't think I've, consumption. I don't think I've ever actually posted it, but like, I definitely like will send people yeah. pictures and videos. Okay, that's yeah. a good use. So it's your own private porno. It's like a marketing porno. Yeah, like. I, I feel like a lot of a lot. I'm gonna lot write that. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of men who have sex with men, like who chat on the apps, like I feel like that's a very common thing that we we share pictures and videos, sure, back and forth, and sure. like it, like, like this the, is the exchanges what you can expect. could, like it, it could lead to meeting up or it might. It's like not a trailer. It's like a trailer. Up. Yeah. <laughs> like I I feel like there are a lot of like pick collectors or video collectors out there like people who will talk to you on the apps because they want to get that from you but they have no intention of ever meeting you like oh. that happens that that happens a lot in the yeah the the like males who have sex with males community interesting very interesting uh dig it dig it um so uh in these in these pornos that you're in or that even even to go up step further and say that you have a production team and you know somebody on makeup and we don't need anybody on costumes because you're already naked <laughs> but what 
what's your role? What do you see? What are you in the woods? Are you top? Are you bottomed? Is somebody tied up? What's happening? Um, I, I don't like, well, actually I kind of have had like an idea in my head. Like I'm, I'm very artsy. I'm very, um, like, like I used to do drag now I'm with the sisters. So I love dressing up and I, I love making myself art. Like I love being walking, living, breathing art. Um, so an idea that I've had in the back of my head for a long time, um, I do a lot of manifestations. That's what we call when we get dressed up for sisters. I've done a lot of manifestations as a fawn, like, like oh, some Greek so and Roman beautiful. mythology. So beautiful. So I've had, like, I've, I've always had an idea in the back of my head that I would love to do like a photo shoot or something like that, where I'm manifested as a fawn, but I'm doing like rope bondage and like suspension and stuff like that. Like, Ooh. I think that would be super hot. Um, yes. Which I... Like, I, I don't actually have any experience with rope bondage or, well, I, I, I've done very, very minor stuff, like someone, like, tying, like, my ankles and wrists together. But, like, as far as, like, suspension and people tying certain knots and doing, like, big, big, like, rope things, like, on your chest. And, like, I've never done that stuff, but I think that would be really hot to do. That? I, that would you be should do beautiful. That. Yeah, can you start a GoFundMe? Like, what do I, can I donate? Like, <laughs> oh, all I'm thinking of is like, where do we shoot it? Who do, who's the photographer? Because yeah. I have the rope. I have gorgeous, gorgeous rope. I'm over here thinking like, what would be prettiest? My green rope or my red rope we... or my blue rope? Yeah, like, like something out in nature. Like, ooh, you would... should submit mm. that to um, the Hump Fest Film Festival. They would dig that. Isn't it? Tot oh my god yes do you know about hump cheese so listening to dan savage i've heard him talk about this and i think that you've talked because i mm -hmm. is, is there an episode where the two of you talk about mm -hmm. going to hump film festival or uh, do, doing it like the virtual one or something like that yes like i've heard of it but i've never seen it i don't really know what it is you want to explain sasha um i mean i think you know a little bit more about it but essentially it's a film festival that dan savage um created and it's just all adult films that people have submitted but it's just like this huge spectrum of uh porn that people have submitted like you could have you know um like i saw one that was about like an orgy with um a woman that was uh, squirting milk onto everybody <laughs> and there was like another one where like her breast milk uh-huh yeah her breast milk it was all about wow. breast milk uh and it was like yeah all over everybody and it was, it was great it, i've never seen anything like it um so like are these videos a lot more like conceptual artistic are they like, some of them are video? artistic some of them are like a whole storyline um, some of them are funny. Uh, some of them are like, I mean, I've only, I guess I've only seen one. So Kelly could probably go more into what, what it's like. Yeah. Sasha's right. And they're five minutes each. So they're just quick snips. And, um, as she said, some of them are hilarious. Uh, some of them are, uh, kind of shocking mm -hmm. um some of them are uh 
you're gonna see porn that you don't normally watch and that's something that is i think really cool about it is and especially friends that i've turned on to it because i'm like look you might not usually watch trans people or gay people or um, people in the woods or people who are in this situation, that situation, um, uh, gender non-conforming. Yes, masks. yes. Yeah. Right, right. Like just any number of things. And it's it opens up your mind because it, it's just stuff that you wouldn't normally watch or be exposed to. And it's done in just exclusively for this film festival mm -hmm. and they're five minutes each i've been several times the first time i went dan savage is from seattle um but what he does is he releases this festival throughout the united states rarely is he there to open it up um i've never seen him in person but i went to i think it was called the victoria theater in San Francisco was the very first time that I went. And then I've been a couple of times uh, to the Screenland Armor here in Kansas City and seen it as well. Um, in fact, before I, before I really started dating my current boyfriend, it crossed my mind to invite him to that. But I was like, how do I like if that's what I open up with, what, where do I go? The bar is too high. Right, right, right. And yeah, like, wow, I guess I got to strap they, in with this woman. I mean, I, so I decided to pump the brakes. Mm -hmm. So I missed, I missed the last one. Next, what were yeah, you going to say, time, Sash? Though. The first time I heard about Hump Film Festival was actually before I even started listening to Dan Savage because they do like a tour basically of the film festival and it's tour it's a big in Columbia, Missouri, which is where I went to oh. school. At at True Falls Film Festival. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah. So anyway, you should absolutely <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> submitting your idea to Hump yes. Film Festival. Yes, that is. I'm just gonna have to manifest this video now. Yeah, seriously, I'm, like, I'm over sitting here over here imagining because I know exactly the manifestation that you're talking about, and we are gonna start some social media probably within the next couple weeks. I've been accumulating some photo ideas, so cheese, I'll get a photo from you. And I actually made a ceramic piece of that manifestation of cheese, yeah. so I'm just you over made a here. Yep, I I've made like a mosaic yeah. ceramic manifestation. So I'm over here thinking like, literally, I have all this incredibly beautiful monk rope, which is a hemp rope. It's called Twisted Monk is the name of the brand. And uh, I'll uh, show it to you before we leave because it's getting, you know, before you know it, springtime will be here. And won't you be out frolicking in the woods in that one special place where you frolic with friends? <laughs> yeah, um, where, yeah where they're here, here in Kansas City, yeah. there's a, a local campground called Camp Gaia. It's mm -hmm. very, um, very, very like hippie pagan. Like, like they they 
the the land is sacred and they 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 have lots of different festivals throughout the year at like Beltane and um like the the different important holy days and stuff like that um which the sisters go out there and we help with the camp we do big like auctions to fundraise for the camp and everything like that so yeah i could absolutely see doing fun rope stuff out in the woods there no pressure absolutely but... <laughs> right right well what i was thinking i was thinking it might you know it it wouldn't be it's a different crowd if you took a hundred people at gaia and a hundred people uh out on the street and asked them if anybody had any rope skills i'm guessing a couple more might at gaia so it yeah. <laughs> it might be worth it to bring some rope out and uh you know just uh see if you can find anybody who can give you a nice little corset tie or you know you should just maybe... like put it out like in your in when you're online like look looking for qualified rigor mm-hmm. <laughs> for potential mm-hmm. project and know. photographer you need somebody to capture mm-hmm. that stuff because Some of the document it. Yeah. yeah this needs to be yeah this needs to be noted that we need to know about this so wow okay that's a porno that i would purchase <laughs> pay i would also like to say pay for your porn please you um, can you can uh what is it pre-order this at www <laughs> yes yes order your custom video today <laughs> I get 7%. Okay. Uh, Sasha, hashtag horror stories. Uh, Sasha, talk to us. Have you ever been in a porno? And uh, tell us about your porno- pornographic fantasies. Have you ever pictured so yourself I am in one? Like, I am so camera shy. I The second I get in front of a camera, I'm like, Ugh! like I just hate it. So... That would be, like, my worst nightmare, I think, just making a porno with me in it. However, that being said, I like being on production side. <laughs> I want to be behind the camera. I want to be, like, the, mm. the one with the camera or the production assistant or the, what's it, the fluffer? I don't care. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. That is You'd where I so would shine. Good. You'd be so good, Sasha. Yes, I could totally see it. Yeah, I could totally see I, it. Yeah, there would be way too much uh, body dysmorphia going on for me to be on camera. <laughs> because I've, I mean, I've made videos with people. I mean, the only thing I could say is that I do want like a really good video of me giving head, just so that I know what what I'm what I'm working with here. Mm-hmm. And I just think it would be really mm-hmm. hot. And I, I'm not gonna lie, like I know I have good good dick sucking lips. And I want to see that on camera one of these days. <laughs> but that's not really like porno for like mass consumption. It's mostly for myself. Right. That sounds pretty doable. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, in this day and age, we all have a freaking smartphone. Like we all have right. cameras. That's like totally that we carry doable. Every day. One so, of these days. So yeah, if you want to indulge in some self documentation that yeah. you get to enjoy for just I, yourself, I know some good not? looking dicks too. Like some really photographic photogenic dicks that i could suck on camera so maybe i can manifest it we'll see wow i love it that's very very cool um have you ever been in a porno kelly i have not um i have 
slept with some porn stars before. Uh, Braggadocious alert. Tignataro does that on her on her podcast. She'll go braggadocious alert. So, yeah, I have slept with some porn stars before. It's a whole other category, you know, Um, of. uh, uh, Yeah, that it's not as easy. It's real work. Not as yeah, not as easy as it, you know, it's not all glamour and glitz. Um, but, uh, yeah, I actually have thought about it though. And I would be starring in my own and just like picture me kind of on a platform on sort of like a game of Thrones throne, but a little bit softer, maybe not so intimidating. Um, not with made a of long medieval, line. medieval renaissance vibe. Like, is it exactly. made out of like, is it a throne made out of dildos? Like, what are we talking? Mm. <laughs> Uh, her, 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 you can see her, her wheels are spinning. Wheels <laughs> I know. Gosh, who's going to be my set designer for this one, Sasha? You're producing. <laughs> so anyway, and then there's a long line, and I'll just say of uh, men because um, just in this particular one, I just have some issues to work out. So we're just going to have a long, <laughs> long line of them. And um, they're going to each take their turn coming up on the platform and um, licking my pussy. And uh, if one of them does it really, really great, um, he might get to fuck me in the ass. And, uh, you know, I'm multi-orgasmic and it's a long line. (laughs) So, but I... I just have, like, the best visuals right now. Like, I'm thinking, like, literally mm-hmm. castle setting oh yeah throne think of about dildos. when people walked in that room remember what it like the, the throne line was way of, on the other side yeah the line of it's like all the thing. civilians just there's going columns out the distance there's like 20 all the commoners yes all the commoners. 25 25 foot ceilings oh yeah that's what i'm talking about tapestries on the wall yes like come into my house step into my parlor uh, not that I've given it that much thought, but if I was going to, that's exactly what I would do. So, um, yeah, I'm still working on a title. Uh, I, I just, I sure. feel like we just, uh, originated like a production company company right now. Like <laughs> we're all here. We're, we're all, all here. Gonna make fantasy pornos. Yeah. Yes. Really, How do we all make the this pieces happen? and parts. Yeah, all the pieces and parts are there. So I always thought the funnest part about making pornos would be going to the AVNs. Have you guys ever seen any? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever followed any porn stars or seen any? Uh, it's like the uh, Oscars for the porns. And when I was um, with those one porn stars, I was asking them about AVN after parties and they pulled out their phone and showed me this video of like somebody's hotel room after the after the show where there was just like a giant fucking orgy going on in this hotel room. And I'm like, she's like, it's great. We just kind of, you know, fuck our friends. I was like, wow, that's cool. So it was just a really neat. um, Yeah, you get to go to the AVNs and go to those after parties, too, if you're lucky. So anyway. Probably not in this lifetime, but um, if 
anybody has the financial backing and you're able to uh uh executive produce our <laughs> idea her porn fantasy please contact horror yeah. stories at gmail.com yes yep. exactly right on or oh my send, goodness send a donation via venmo at no i'm just kidding yes absolutely support the podcast um what do y'all want to do sexually that you've never tried cheese what's 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 out there that you've not done that you're like you know that's one of my it's one of my fantasies or have you fulfilled everything at your young 33 years have you done all there is to do at 33 years old as as of last week, it's 34 now. Oh, oh my gosh. Happy Not birthday. to brag or anything. Happy 34 birthday. years young. 34 years oh. young. You guys are babies. Oh. Gosh, I, you, you might have to circle around back to me because uh, anything that I haven't tried that I want to try, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Sasha? We'll, Off we'll the get, top of my head. Yeah. Be thinking about it. Be thinking about it. Sasha, do you... Uh, you got anything on your um, bucket list, on your sex bucket list? Absolutely. Tons, probably. Uh, hmm. But off the top of my head, for sure, m- more experience with, like, uh, rope play. Uh, I want to, like, actually be tied up by, like, a, a rigger who does it, you know, hmm. on the reg, knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if I would want to like partake like me specifically, but like mm-hmm. I would want to have a partner that was like in uh I really like like l- not latex but like really tight latex outfits stuff like that like cat suits yeah like mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind uh somebody yeah some a partner or something wearing that it's not about me i'm like i'm like all about the visual of it um let's see Mm, like i i haven't i am so jealous of your uh sex party experience like i want to do that so badly like i just want to go to a a freaking sex party i don't know why i haven't done that i had the opportunity COVID happened now I'm in a relationship that I don't know if he would be down. I don't know if he'd be down. But it's on my bucket list. Nice. Highly recommend. Right? It sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And I love that uh, we've talked with Cheese in the last couple of episodes about a couple of different uh, visits that he's made to the sex club. And you are just fearless um and i love those stories well, seriously you i don't are. say fearless because like you were just mentioning you had an opportunity before covid mm-hmm. like i was very much that same way yeah like, before covid like i was on the email list but like i always chickened out i always got cold feet i was like oh i don't i don't want to go by myself like i want to go with someone that i know so i know someone there yeah and, like I, I just chickened out but then when covid hit i was like well here there we went are my chance yeah so when, when the party started back up, I was like, I'm not going to let myself chicken out this time. I'm going to go. Like, I'm going to make myself go. Like, I had to buy the ticket and get on the ride. Like, I had to force myself to do that. Yeah. And then look at what happened so... today. That's admirable. Yeah. Yeah. And then today, <laughs> somebody that I met 
there at the party was like, mm-hmm. I want your dick again. And I was like, I've got it right here. Come get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Full circle. Yes, indeed. Um, well, that's a pretty good list. So uh, you got anything coming to mind, Cheese? Or are you still like, oh, I've done it all? Uh, uh, well, I uh, I don't want to just copy your answer, but kind of piggyback off it a little bit. Like, I'm open to a lot of fetishes, but there's still a lot of like kinks and fetishes out there that I haven't tried. Like, so yeah, like rope play, like like I've, I've done minor bondage and restraints before, but yeah, like I feel like developing a relationship with somebody that, cause I, there, there are certain kinks and certain fetishes that like, you're not going to just do with a stranger. It's somebody that you have to build up like a level of trust first. So I think that if, if I could develop mm-hmm. that is a great point, that kind of like that, that kind of trust and get the, 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Not reputation. Like, but like the rep- dynamic? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but yeah, like if, if I could foster a relationship with somebody to get to the point that like I could do a lot more hardcore rope play, suspension, bondage, stuff like that. I think I think that'd be fun. Right on. And to that point, I would just like to add that um, you are so right that it it does take a little bit of relationship building. You want to be really careful. If you're talking about somebody tying you up with rope, there's a few different reasons why you need to be careful. Um, first off, uh, if you don't know someone, you're talking about putting yourself in a really vulnerable position if you're one-on-one with this person, just right off the bat. <clears throat> Second of all, you can do huge damage to people with rope. If you do not know what you're doing, there's ways to uh, damage nerves, um, damage muscle, really, really fuck stuff up. I met somebody at a resort who had been suspended incorrectly. Her hand, her arm had been incorrectly suspended. It did some nerve damage and it actually, like, her hand was like, she didn't have any mobility. It was like this. It was like just floppy just floppy. like her her range of (laughs) it was like this was was affected it was like this for a while and she was like some kind of like you know she needed to be able to use a keyboard for her job so it really fucked her up so and somebody can say they know what they're doing and you just you know it almost helps to uh word of mouth is always great in terms of somebody that's really good with rope or other fetishes or kinks or aspects of BDSM where you really need to know what you're doing. And also you need to be in a community where the subs in charge, the sub is always in charge and you have a conversation with that person and that person knows exactly what to ask you. Uh, They know the questions to ask you about safe words, what you sound like when you're experiencing pleasure, what you sound like when you're experiencing pain, what you're looking for from the experience. There should be a battery of questions. So yeah, rope isn't something that you just walk in and somebody ties you up. And there's a lot of things. So, So cheese, I'm really glad that you said that because that really goes toward a whole lot of BDSM stuff requires conversation and that requires just a little bit of a relationship. So 
good good points good points um uh, yeah I, I don't know why this just popped in my head but kind of along that same line like i've i've had very like limited experience with like some bondage and like tying uh like tying my wrists and hands together but going into those situations um it was somebody that i had built a little bit of repertoire with but even going into that situation like i knew what kind of play we were going to be doing so before going to that person's apartment i had a third party somebody that was not involved that night that I like, I let them know, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to be doing. If you don't hear back from me by this time, like, like having like kind of a safeguard, like, cause you're going into a situation where you're relinquishing control. You never know what could happen. Like that's such a good point. Such a good point. I always have the, um, might share my location with like my best friend <laughs> on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. there you go. You know exactly where I am. Absolutely. And you can have fun and it can be daring and erotic and um, edgy and freaky and dark or whatever the mood you're going for. But the safety and the consent are always the foundational pieces of the experience. And if you've got somebody who's not listening to what your boundaries are, who's um you know you can trying tell. to renegotiate yes. things once you're there in the scene yeah like right there, there are little red flags that exactly absolutely then get out it's not a good it's mm -hmm. not you always want somebody who's especially if you're talking about uh, a service top or um um a top somebody who's in charge uh somebody who's a dom um, they should, uh, they're not the ones in charge in, in all actuality. It's the mm -hmm. sub that's really kind of, you know, it's a negotiation. So, uh, absolutely. Um, gosh, if I'm going to answer Your that turn. question, yeah. what do I want to do sexually that I've never tried? Hmm. Gosh, that's a. Uh, I got 20 years on y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I've talked about just enjoying my monogamous relationship and being able to use sex exclusively for pleasure and not because of, I don't know, just it's just change things have really changed for me since you know in the last few years i've just gotten to a point where um i just kind of enjoy uh i don't want to say my vanilla life but um i'm not hankering to go to the sex clubs anymore i'm not you know i've slept with the porn stars i've I've pegged the, the Vietnam era veteran Marine, like, what, what do I do? You know, where do I go from here? I don't know. Um, so I'm just enjoying, uh, my thing. I think that I might want to, uh, maybe get a little bit bolder in what I introduce to the bedroom, you know, even stuff that I've done before that's kind of fallen by the wayside, like a little light bondage and a little light, um is there like a toy that you would that you wanted to try 
Oh, I was, she I was like, pulls you're, you're, you're out going, her. going into your nice Android. Yeah, I'm in my bedroom. I'm in my bedroom recording, and I just pulled out my uh, my flogger. Your flogger. Isn't it pretty? But I got she's it at smelling. Mis- <laughs> I got it at Mister S. Well, it's so pretty, it and it so smells. Pretty. that leather. It smells so good, and I got this paddle from Mister S as well. Oh, we can't Ooh, hear that. That, that you, uh, packs that. a punch. Oh, you couldn't hear it? Can you? Did you hear that? Like, I, I see you on the video slapping something, but I'm not hearing but it. But it's yeah, not, I think well, it's, I, 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 your microphone might be saying, like, ooh, loud noise, not picking yeah. it up. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe maybe the microphone won't your pick it up. But noise I don't want to. Suppression is yeah. working. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hit my uh, arm any harder because that I can feel that through my sweatshirt. You're, you're, I can, you're slapping it. For I sure. can feel it through my sweatshirt. So that's a little bit. Um, uh, you know, they'll, a good Dom will ask you if you like it, you know, stingy or thuddy, you know, so I was, I was literally just about to ask you, like, so you have a lot more experience with floggers, I would say, cause like, I've only been flogged twice. And the first time the flogging sensation was very thumpy mm-hmm. and it almost felt like I was getting a massage. Mm-hmm. And then the second time it was a lot more stingy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that because of like the material it's made of? Or is that like the like technique that someone's doing like how they're hitting me like I, I i don't know do you know these things like um my guess on that would that it could be a combination of what you just said because if you've got something like a flogger that's dissipating and it's got soft like these are really soft strips of leather and there are a lot of them so that energy this is going to be more kind of it's not going to be super, super stingy. It's going to be more kind of a little thuddy kind of, mm-hmm. uh, but you really got to, I like these because you can really haul off and be smacked the fuck with these things, but it's mm-hmm. not going to feel, I am not varsity level. I think I've talked before on this podcast about watching somebody take a, a cat of nine tails like or a, a, a single tail a, with like a single bolt. Oh, whip. and that's a completely yeah. different experience that I do not am not interested in, but this is totally different. But then I was tied up one time and had somebody taking a bunch of implements to me cheese. And yes, there were some things that seemed to have multiple pieces like this, but that were more, yeah, a lot more stingy. Like, whoa, what's that? Yeah. What's that? And he was even hitting my titties with something that I was just like, yellow, yellow, yellow. Yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't slow down, slow sure. Down. I wasn't sure yeah. how I felt about it. So, oh, I love that leather. Mr. S is just a beautiful place. It really, really is. I highly recommend it if you make it mm-hmm. to San Francisco on Folsom Street. I highly recommend uh, Mr. S. Leather. Oh, another thing that I would like to pull out a little bit more is this tape. Have you, listeners, I just pulled this tape out of my nightstand and it's like this black tape. um, And what makes it special is that it only sticks to itself. Oh, see, so it's not going to pull your skin. No, it's not going to pull hair. It doesn't have, look, it doesn't have any adhesive on it. It only sticks to itself. 
So you can, so you can like, you can tie somebody and restrain somebody, but if I'm restrained with this stuff, like Mm -hmm. I just go like this and I get out of it. I just so go you can like wiggle your your like wrists that. together and it it's, comes loose. And it's like hardly because it's real like look, it's real stretchy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like yeah, like uh, latexy, and it sticks to each other. I'm trying to think where I got this, you know. Um, but it's really nice because it is. You can get this kind of stuff at any kind of sex shop, but it's like um, it's nice because you get. You know, this is like adult role playing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you get the role play and fun effect without any harm to your skin and without any danger because you can just literally pull your wrists apart and this stuff will stretch and fall off. It's just enough to keep you sort of, you know, restrained so that... Uh, it's fun, actually. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay, my sexual thing that I haven't tried in a while is my tape. I've done it before, but it's been a while. It's time to revisit my tape. So, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Can anybody think of anything else? Not me. Okay. Not at the moment. I mean, I'm sure there's a long list, but... Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, when was the first time you kind of, uh, discovered, sort of felt kind of sex, sort of had like, uh, kind of tingles, desires, sort of were aware of your body and sex cheese. Can you remember back when there, there was a time when you were first discovering? Was that I don't know if I can pinpoint, like, exactly the first time that, like, I kind of discovered the tingles or the, like, the the kind of awakening in my body. Like, I would say probably, like, during the time of puberty. Um, I feel like, like, locker rooms and, like, when, like, going, like, swimming at the pool and, like, in the changing room. Like, I feel like that was kind of an area that things, I was, I was like, ooh, like, I, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Um, but... I would say, like, sometime in middle school is, like, when I kind of discovered masturbation for the first time, um, which, again, like, I don't know if this is something that I want to admit or that I should admit, but, like, when I first started masturbating, like, I I don't know how I figured out how to do this or something, like, I, I, I don't even remember why I started doing it, like, maybe it's because, like, I just started getting boners, so I started playing around with them, but I, I wouldn't, like do up and down motions with my hands i would do like like i'm trying to start a fire like i would rub my hands together like 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 if you had a stick and you're trying to start a fire so like i would rub my hands together with my penis between them and that's how i first started masturbating wow cute that's really cute oh my gosh it's so fascinating how you don't know and it's the way it feels good and is it a wrong way it felt good, and, like, I, I do remember when I first started masturbating like that, like, I would have orgasms, but nothing would come out. Like, I, I wouldn't ejaculate anything. Um, and I'd say that was probably, like, six months to a year before I, like, started ejaculating then. 
So like I was able to have like multiple organs. So you were having that. boners and you just didn't know what to do with that? Like Yeah. Okay. I like I'd, laying in bed at night, like I would pop a boner and be like, oh, well, let's have fun with this because it feels good. <laughs> right. Right. Why not? And how old would you say you were? Oh, God. I, I feel middle like I was school? like middle school age. So like sixth or seventh grade, probably. Cool. Cool. Hmm. Uh, Sasha, what about you? Uh, I actually, I talked time? about mine. I talked about mine episode one. <laughs> oh, Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. How Which, could we forget? The, the, the live action remake? Have you, have you seen that uh, movie? What, the one with Will Smith? That one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, great. Like I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the movie, I personally feel like Jafar is so much more fuckable than Aladdin. Oh, well, <laughs> like, for, yeah. Like, like the the actors in the movie, I'm like, God damn, Jafar can get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel that. Um, yeah, something about the Aladdin, I mean, like, literally the franchise of Aladdin, something about it that was, I connected to it. Because there's also, I mean, it was also like a bisexual awakening for me, because I was really turned on by that one scene with Aladdin, like, drowning <laughs> with, with oh, chains on like, yeah, yeah. Like, does and then yeah 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 and then he's like mouth. has something yeah. across his mouth it was like this combo plus the this you know getting his mouth covered plus the restraints something about that but then i think it's like I don't even know if it's in the first episode or in the first movie, but it might be in the second movie. I'm not sure. There's one where like Jasmine is like basically a sex slave for Jafar. And that was like, oh shit. Like I I thought she looked so hot. Like I was attracted to both (laughs) Aladdin and Jasmine like equally. So that, I mean, and I was very young. So that was my first. Yes. Awakening. how could i i don't know if i would say that i like i had like a physical uh i don't like i didn't have like a physical aspect to that like i didn't i don't remember like i don't know being young and getting aroused physically but like mentally i was like very uh, like it was doing something for you yeah yeah you were feeling feelings that you didn't understand why yeah for sure. So, so just to recap, in the first episode, uh, this was just right out of the gate in terms of <laughs> discovering things about one another. Uh, I have known Sasha for over, uh, for like 20, almost 30 years, almost probably. 30 years, almost 30 years. And, uh, you know, four-year-old, six-year-old Sasha, when you'd go into her room, it was like, <laughs> I mean, a canopy bed, the whole thing is decked out in Aladdin. She had Aladdin wallpaper that went halfway up her walls, or there was some kind of border. She had a canopy. She had a big, uh, is it Raja? Uh, um, mm-hmm. a tiger a on her bed. A tiger on my bed, like stuffed animal. Yeah, 
So this was, I mean, I recall it so vividly because I've been, you know, uh, really good friends, part of your family for years now. So that's all I thought. It was just like, she's, <laughs> she's way upset. fucking into this. And then we're on the first episode of the podcast and we're talking about sex and that comes up and I'm like, oh my God, I start putting together <laughs> the pieces. <laughs> And I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah. So I knew the answer to that question already. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I love it. So listeners, if you have not heard our very first episode, it's called Oh, Aladdin. It is available uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts where you're listening right now. Just go into episode one and listen to it. It's fabulous. Um, some genuine discovery there. I love it. Um, as for me, when was the first time, God, I've already admitted to shoving hammers up my ass at 12. What, what else is there? I actually, um, when I was about, uh, this is not, I've kind of, I've dealt with it. Uh, I don't think I need a trigger warning, but I was young. I had a babysitter who told me like, that um, married couples, when they wanted to get in the mood, like the woman would slide her butt underneath the water faucet in the bathtub. And I was oh. like, hmm. So I have literally been having orgasms since I was eight and didn't really know what to do with them or that I could have them any other way. So I took like 10 baths a day. <laughs> Just that good pounding water. Yes. It wasn't until I was a few years older that I realized I could uh, have an orgasm like with my hand or with other things. But so I've always, from a very young age, I think even before that, uh, um, I've always been boy crazy. I had a, and, and I don't mean any kind of sexual things, but just like, um, maybe, maybe looking at it now that I look back, just way more sexed than was probably normal at eight years old, but, uh, um, that kind of is where it started and it snowballed from there. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been discovering our bodies ever since. Oh my gosh. Y'all we're almost at an hour and 40 minutes with this podcast. I feel oh like goodness. we have, I feel like we've really asked some good questions. Uh, mm -hmm. Does anybody have any other, uh, any other sections for one another? I think we, um, we covered a lot of good ground here. Don't y'all think we did some good. Yeah. Uh, we revealed some things, some things made it to light. Yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff to ask, but I feel like that's mm -hmm. like for a whole other episode. I feel Keep like it is too. Rolling. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. And I love that we got to hear about this impromptu horror story of cheeses today. This was an excellent, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a very good day off so to speak. It's a great way to spend my day. Absolutely. 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 So once again, I want to remind our listeners that if you've got access to Spotify or you're a member of Spotify, even if you listen to us on another platform, please subscribe on Spotify because it gives us the numbers we need to get ads. And when we monetize, we can stretch out, maybe have some, uh, you know, I've been wanting to have some guests on, but if I want to have escorts and stuff on here, I probably need to be able to, um, you know, uh, I want to be sure that if somebody's on here talking about what they do for a living or something like that, that we're paying them if it's not just a friend. You know what I mean? Able to spread out, produce, do a little bit more if we have a little bit of money. That's why we want to get that those uh, listeners up on Spotify um, and once again, so excited to have more than 30 states and um, a dozen countries in the world listening to horror stories. I absolutely yeah, thank you guys. Thank you cannot believe listening. it. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we love the feedback. So contact us at horrorstories at gmail.com if you've got feedback horror stories of your own if you want to answer any of these sex questions sections so to speak please let us know cheese friend of the podcast thank you so much this is a three-way and it's your yes. third time it was a very great evening Ooh. we loved having a lovely you. menage a trois exactly <laughs> and we'll look forward to having you back i just absolutely That's love that you're right me. up the street and you're such a terrific guest thank you so much Sasha, Thank you, for me, as always. you got anything else to tell the peeps? Um, be on the lookout for our production company coming out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. will start a Kickstarter here. Uh, <laughs> GoFundMe. Yeah, yes. and if you have a porno that you want us to produce, please send us. <laughs> yes, send us horror your, stories uh, at gmail. Yeah, your storyboard at, <laughs> at horror stories at gmail .com. Yes, we have it, That's and we'll, we will be doing auditions. Yes, so just hit us up. Send us your resume. Send mm -hmm. us your CV. We're looking your for sexual CV. In the yes. city area. We need somebody <laughs> who can tie up a fawn. Yes. Yes. Thank you again. I'll push the button this time. Y'all, we appreciate you joining Horror Stories. I'm Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Sasha Powers, and my guest, Cheese. Thank you for being here, Cheese. We love you. Love you too. Thanks, Sasha, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Um, thanks for tuning into Horror Stories. We'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Horror Stories, Tales of the Hustle. Inspire us. If you'd like to share a horror story, hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com. That's W-H-O-R-E-O-R-S-T-O-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.